Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, and welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with me and my partner in crime. That's PIC, my man, Front Row Kenny. It is good to be back with you, my brother, on a on an episode where I can actually be back and not have to send in my recordings from from afar. <laughs> Dude, Kenny, I can't begin to tell you, man, how like I, you know I, I I love it, but I hate it at the same time because I get so busy. And, you know, but that's that's what this business does to us, Kenny. We get so wrapped up and we get so involved in, you know, just the, our own personal lives of what we're doing that we still make time to do the podcast because this podcast is for fans, by fans, like Tam always used to say, but it is true. And we love NASCAR just as much as the next person. But, Kenny, I, I can't begin to tell you, dude, I, I got to give you credit, my man, you know, for holding down the fort while I've been, you know, busy just doing my own thing. So uh, my, my round of applause to you, my brother. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you back. I'm glad you are back for the intros. You know, thank you all of our guests that have been on previously for the past couple episodes. Really do appreciate it. I think last week was Dolo, but, you know, Brandon and and Pierce, thank you guys for coming on and being quick to do so. So, yeah, it was cool to have some guests on, especially people that I know. So, yeah, I had a good time with that one. And, yeah, man, I'm glad you're back to do the intro because I swear every time I think about an intro, like, I can do it, but Jesus, it's just different. I don't know, man. It's just like you get used to it, but yeah, I man, guess um, it, It's shoot. tough because you, you like you want to come with some energy, but sometimes you're tired. Yeah, You got to find the energy. It's just, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, dude, I've, I've, been, I've been doing shows and podcasts for a long time, dude, and it's all about the energy right off the bat. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing about, you know, the, the one good thing about being a comedian is, is that you, you find the energy some kind of way, you know, especially like... When we do shows, like a couple of weeks ago when I went up to Sacramento, dude, there was one particular night where, dude, I was just so tired. I was so exhausted. And I, I, you have to find the energy from somewhere, bro. And it's just that you, you find it within. You find it from within. And yeah. you go out on stage and you, you, you feel it and feed off of the energy of the crowd, maybe. Sometimes the crowd's energy is really off, too. So you kind of have to create it. So it is tough, <laughs> Kenny. So I, 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 that's why I, I, I want to commend you from hold, for holding it down for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, man. The intro is definitely one of the tougher parts, for sure. I think, like like you said, you know, even in radio, it's the same thing. Even on the days I come in where I'm tired and I really don't want to talk is you know in the same energy no. level i have yeah. to i have no choice but to be energized be more energized and make sure obviously i sound exactly you know what i'm talking about that i enjoy what i'm talking about so i can't yeah, ab- i can't absolutely. be like hey this is kind of good morning blah 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 <laughs> you know today's weather it's 65 degrees in charlotte you know i gotta come with hey it's 65 yeah, degrees in charlotte you know like it's gotta have more energy and it's gotta sound like there i actually want to be there so you know of course, well, being tired from the day is like, you know, a whole nother thing. But yeah, man. Well, How was your weekend? <laughs> dude, Kenny, I couldn't have picked a better time to come back on the show because I'm going to tell you, I've been off for the last three days. This is my fourth day off. And it's been fantastic. Just, you know, hanging out with my lady and just doing things and going here and going there, seeing friends, visiting people, taking the... I was initially supposed to go to Boston. So that was the original thing. I was I was headed out to Boston to do some shows up there with some friends of mine. And uh, 
call it. It didn't end up happening. There were just some some things that just ended ended up unfortunately happening where I had to cancel the trip. So I had actually the whole weekend off because I had already asked off for it from from work. So I came back to Long Beach, spent the time, I spent time with my lady and some other friends. And do it, it was absolutely just fantastic just to sit back, relax, and enjoy the time off. And I'm going to tell you, Kenny, you know, one of the great things about being off is just knowing that you don't have to be somewhere, knowing that you don't have to be at work, knowing that you don't have to do this <laughs> and do that. And it's weird because at a, a cup, the first couple of nights I was setting my alarm clock and I was like, why am I setting my alarm clock? I don't have to be anywhere. <laughs> nah, look, so, I'm telling yeah, you, man. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, man. So I was just like, I'm turning up my alarm clock. And then, so it was, it was a lot of fun, man. And today, you know, me and my lady enjoyed this, this Monday off and she's off on Monday. So it really, you know, was a huge deal to her. And we had a, a nice brunch, had a couple of mimosas and, you know, you know, we had a really good Monday, man. How was your weekend, brother? So it's so funny. You say something about mimosas. I'm going to talk about it at some point here. Uh-oh, here but, we go. Um, so I haven't been to the racetrack in probably a year. It has been a while since I've been out. I went to Kansas last in October. That was the last time I was out at the track. So, you okay. know, sh- shout out to NASCAR Diversity. Shout out to Jordan for hooking me up with a with a pass to go to the race. A little VIP pass there. No longer called hot passes. That was different when I think it may have changed while I was still there, but I really just don't remember. But yeah, hook me up with that. So the cool thing was Saturday, got a chance to see my friend Brad Perez race. He did a fantastic job brought that car home in one piece finished p23 started 27 awesome, so awesome congratulations had, to him yeah man he had a great day it was so cool man because i saw everybody like i saw my old co-workers all my you know all the people i've known over the past you know damn it makes you feel old but shoot have a de- yeah. half a decade working for nascar when you think about it right so I met a ton of people, whether it's people in the pit crew, people, you know, on the business side, on the team side, or however you may. Like, it was so many people I ran into, and it was so refreshing to spend a lot of time with those folks. And y'all know me, I'm, like, very omnivert. Sometimes I'm in the house, sometimes I am not. And this weekend, or at least the past couple weekends, I feel like (laughs) I have been out the house at least once or twice every single weekend which is crazy for me but i've had a really good time so yeah saturday was cool then we went out after the race went to uptown charlotte my friend rachel was also my other co-worker she was also matter of fact now that i say that as well speaking of other people my friend jen she was up there she's actually leaving nascar as well i can say that now because she announced it on social but i cannot say where she's going to next but i know it's phenomenal and it's going to be really great for her so yeah super excited for her and her next opportunity a couple of my other friends have been told me not going to say it out loud just yet either because they have not announced it, but they've also got more moves they're making, and I'm really proud of everybody, and they've been doing a really, really great job, and I'm super, super thrilled. But, you know, with that, one thing that was cool that I hadn't had a chance to experience while I was working, so for those who have may have went to it in Nashville, speed season. So speed season with diversity, Erica Wilkerson, Brandon Thompson, Jordan Leatherman, Karen Grant, that whole team, they put together a phenomenal event. And it was like brunch at the racetrack, essentially. I got there at 11, wow. got the pass, and they had a over, they had a section right where the Overlook was. I think it was in NASCAR, and when it is the Oval, it was one in, right outside of turns one and two. And so you had like an Overlook patio. There was an open bar, which was fantastic. Um, good food. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? Great music and all good people. I saw a lot of people, even some people who weren't working there anymore, came out to the event. And 
you know, my men my mentor, she came out. I didn't even know she was coming, so it was cool to see her. Shout out to Lauren. And yeah, it was just yeah, it was just a it was just a good old time. I mean my other mentor too. She was actually a videographer for the for the event. So shout out to Glenn too. That was really cool. But yeah, it was it was cool. And then of and of course Nelly was the pre race concert. That was cool. Nelly did great. It was a fun time. I will say people watching oh, wow. at that concert was something else that is all I'm gonna say. But <laughs> it was fun and yeah, it was good to just see everybody and be around everyone. It felt it damn near felt like homecoming. That's that's essentially what it felt like to me. So and y'all might actually give me the post pictures on Instagram again, cause shoot, I barely good. post them. There you go, man. <laughs> There you go. There, there's nothing like people watching that, even if it's just at, at a park or Yo, at a corner. Yo, I am, I am there, telling there you. nothing <laughs> like it. But I, I, I tell you, you know, I tell you, you know who is going to be watching and people watching and just NASCAR watching is just the guys who got eliminated this past weekend. That's for damn sure. Man. And, mm. you know, there, there's so much to cover here. Kenny, it's, you know... You know, the, you, you look at the Robo highlights and it's just, you know, uh, people were eliminated. Cole Custer does something that people didn't like or maybe NASCAR has to review. You know, was it, you know, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, this is just what the playoffs are. They just, things happen and you have to go and look at yourself and find out exactly, okay, you know, what is, what is this all about? Like, how does this tie in with everything? But, but you know, this is NASCAR playoffs, Kenny. This is just this is just what happens. Yeah, it was it was a wild race, a whole lot wilder than I anticipated. Speaking of that, I will say this was a very unique view. I got to, I got to watch the race in. So seeing it from the overlook, I could see a really good bit of the track. And so it was interesting to watch from that perspective. However, fans at home, and some people in the stands as well, you know, passing was not a big thing happening. Even Chase Elliott, after his interview, said, look, you know, we really couldn't pass. It was not really great stuff and expects to see more of it, as he said very bluntly to Sirius XM. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was, uh, it got chaotic at the end. I think had that, that caution at the end hadn't happened, I don't think the same conversation may be had about the finish per se. Yeah. Um, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it 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 all comes down to that caution. If you, per, you personally ask, yeah, me. yeah, I think that one kind of brought that one to life because there were no cautions up to that point. So it was a pretty quiet race outside of stage breaks. Like outside of that, like that was really about it until you know all hell decided to break loose at the end of it there. But I mean, look, I guess there's still that growing pain with this car and there's things we're still trying to figure out or NASCAR trying to figure out, should I say, to get things better. And hopefully during the off season, there will be a lot of testing. I mean, we've got, we've got more than one problem when it comes to that, whether it's the on track product, which I will say has had some improvements in some areas, but it has had its fall is it's, it's fallen short in some areas, short track racing this year. Mm, it just really hasn't been that good, if I'm being honest. I'm a big fan of it, right? I really do enjoy it. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. You know what I mean? Now, on the half miles, which is a lot of those places, unfortunately, I can say, um, a lot of them I'm not really looking forward to. If I'm saying like Kansas, for example, normally I'm not really that amped up to be like, yeah, it's Kansas race weekend. I'm usually not that amped up about it. But the two races we had, the one in the spring and the one we had in the early fall, it's pretty good. Like, pretty good stuff on track. You know, right. I felt like that's how that was. Now, the road course racing this year has been, like, you know, kind of so-so. We had some cool winners, which kind of helped that, helped remedy that with, you know, Daniel Suarez, for example, who won at Sonoma. But, you know, otherwise, like, it's just been kind of so-so. So, 
again, with that being said, as I'm pretty sure I just said so like three or four times, but whatever. There's well, got to be some fix at some point. So I think that's where drivers have become frustrated. And there's a lot of frustration. And I don't even think it's just because the season's getting ready to come to an end, but there's just a lot of pent-up stuff over the years. A lot of the veterans are speaking out. The teams are speaking out. So, yeah, it's – you know, it's it's a big damn well, problem. It's, it's not it's not going to end, Kenny. I mean, the, the, there's going to be there's going to be something else next weekend in Las Vegas. There's going to be another, <laughs> there's gonna be something else the following week, and then there's going to be something on the last race. It, it it's not going to matter, Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know this. Yeah. This is I, I know you're laughing, but you know I'm right. No, you're right because it's, it's, it's never ending. Yeah. No, but but you know what, Kenny? I think you're right. We're still trying to learn like like things from this 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 new car. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, you you knew and I knew and everybody and everybody and every other NASCAR fan knew that this was going to happen. Like there was just going to be a lot of questions throughout the entire season, especially throughout the playoffs. Whether it was from the newer drivers or the older drivers and the in between drivers and the whole crew, that this is this is what was going to happen, and we and we knew it. So you know, so so. With that being said, let, let's go ahead and just run down the top 10 for us on that Roval. So, you know what's crazy? I actually got the winner right this week, which is insane. I didn't think yeah, I did it did, first. There you go. I know you did. <laughs> I, I know you did. I just took I took a shot at it only because I felt like he's been very solid at road course races. And Christopher Bell was your winner. And, look, he got the job done. He made that crew, that 20 crew made a great call. You know, late in the race was the only team that had fresh tires up front they took advantage of it and they were in the right place right time and now christopher bell is in the round of eight which i honestly was not really expecting to be quite frank but here he is and that 20 team has like kind of quietly been there and it's so weird because i feel like with this playoff format and the way things have kind of gone the ones that are very quiet seems to be the one even more than normal, I feel like are probably going to be the ones to win the championship. Because now, with elimination, obviously, on Sunday, Kyle Larson, our reigning champion, is now out. Austin Cendrick, Daniel Suarez, and Alex Bowman are all out of this round. So that's a done deal for them. No championship hunt for them. Better luck next year. But, yeah, it's it's the guys who seem to be very quiet. Ryan Blaney has not won a race yet this year. However, the consistency level for him has paid off greatly and. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. My homie in the group chat said this today. I, I'm not going to put put his name out on blast for this one. But he said, look, you know, it would be awesome if Ryan Blaney actually won this thing without winning a race. And it would just be the most insane thing. I mean, look, if you want chaos and you want the most out-of-pocket thing to happen, it's never happened in Cup. Now, it's happened in the Truck Series where you've had the guy win the championship without winning a race. I think Matt Crafton did it a few years ago. And then Daniel Hemrick last year won the last race of the season, literally, at Phoenix. In a a crazy fashion, might I add. And he won the championship, right? And it's funny. And and the reason why it's funny to me is because, guess what? The idea behind the playoffs was, oh, win, 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 win. Well, guess what? You still can win this thing. Right place, right time, right situation. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely win a championship without winning a race. Well, Kenny, I will be honest with you. It would make for an awesome trivia question, that's for sure. Because if he does win this year, I mean, like, I mean, think think about that kind of question that would come up later, like, at, like just years from now. Like, what driver won without actually winning a race the entire year <laughs> can, can you can you imagine that that if that and the way that this season has gone kenny 
it, it could happen. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, it definitely could. I mean, they have been that consistent. There was another theory on Reddit about Chase Briscoe and the way he's kind of fell his way through and kind of figured out, like, yeah, you know, I'm still doing well. I made it to the next round of the playoffs. I'm still here. Obviously, my rated with some controversy, but still... He is moving on. So he also is one of those sleeper picks who also happened to win in Phoenix in March. That's what got him in the championship and into the playoffs. So, I mean, hey, you know, it's not out of the question. It is something that definitely could happen. And yes, it would be a very weird ass bar question to ask in 2030. You know, who was that guy who won the championship without winning a race? I'm like, oh, damn, it was Ryan Blaney. I'm like, wow, that's crazy that's like one of those random group chat moments like yeah you remember that yeah i remember that which is insane but to round out the to finish out the top 10 kevin harvick came home in kyle bush in third aj allmendinger who won the xfinity race and for some reason every time i have been there at the track aj at the roval has won for some reason except for the first one when chase briscoe won but he has done it again which is insane so that's that justin haley came home in fifth chris busher in sixth Bubba Wallace, who had a very long day. At one point, I remember that car was sitting in like 27th, 30th, 27th through 30th. Yeah. They struggled, but they brought that home, brought that car home P7. So good run for them. Eighth, Tyler Reddick. Ninth was Chase Briscoe. And to round out the top 10 was Austin Dillon. So there you have it for your top 10. But to talk about the top 10 real briefly, Chase Briscoe. So yeah, his teammate... Through quite an egregious block, Cole Custer <laughs> made a move which uh, yeah. pretty much put his teammate in the playoffs. So yeah. NASCAR said they are going to take a look at all the data, the video, the radio transmissions from his when he slowed down at, at the end of the last lap. And so, yes, that move virtually got Chase Briscoe to move along. And so it's not going to affect anything. They've already said we're not going to pull anybody out of the championship for this thing. But, hey, look, I have seen team orders at – Super Speedway races, because that's in nature of it. If you guys are people who watch Formula One, same thing. I've seen it time after time, but hey, you know what? Guess what? It happened. I personally don't really have much else to say about it, but, you know, look. The thing is, in this era of playoff racing and everything else in between, like, look, these things are going to happen because everyone's going to get desperate, and it was an elimination race, and of course, trying to advance to the next round, and again, his first playoff appearance, so he's trying to make, you know, the most out of it, so yeah, now he's in the round of eight, matter of fact, that brings me a great question for you, Renee, if that was you in that position, would you do it for your teammate? Well, you know what? If you're if you're a teammate of Jace Briscoe, you 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 definitely you know buy him something like <laughs> I don't know a, a bottle of Cristal or you know maybe his the best whiskey he likes or I don't know something for the house. I, you know what I'm saying? Like you definitely thank him in some kind of way. <laughs> but if you're any other teammate of anybody else, now you're pissed off. If you're a fan of anybody else, you're pissed off. You know what I mean? Because you definitely look at that and you go, "Come on, man!" But now if if you go back and listen to his interview and, you know, listen to what he was saying, you know, well, you know, you know, they told me I had a flat tire, so I wanted to, you know, check it out. Well, I mean, who slows down when, you you know, well, at least in NASCAR, you know, if they say, hey, you got a flat tire, you know, well, let me slow down. Let me see. Let me check. Let me check what's going on over there. No, nobody does that. But I mean, this is the playoffs and, you know, just. I mean, well, what are you going to do? I mean, NASCAR's already said it's probably not going to affect anything, but we'll go back and look at the, you know, the video and stuff. So this is just the, the ongoing frustration of drivers and NASCAR fans themselves of, you know, of, of 
drivers who have gotten eliminated and the you know fans of drivers who have gotten eliminated basically so i mean you know Kenny, this this is just going to be an ongoing thing, and it's going to continue next year as well, and the year after that, and the year after that, just as the, just as much <laughs> as it always has, and that's the crazy thing about it. You can't. I mean, but you know, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, you know what? You know, Cole Custer, you know, just did what he he did what he meant to do. I'm going to say that, you know what I mean? Now, I can say that because I'm not on Cole Custer's team and, you know, I have no re- you know, relation to that team whatsoever, but I'm going to tell you how I felt about it. You know, that was obviously, you know, done purposely, I think, you know, now, you know, but like I said, you know, if you're if you're Chase Briscoe, man, you know, you 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 buy your buddy, you know, you know the 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 best bottle of whiskey you can find, and send it to him, and go, "Hey, my brother, thank you, sir." Yeah, no, I and mean that's just the way you do it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's there's ways to go about it for sure, no doubt. So yeah, that was quite a moment in itself. You know, tough break for Daniel Suarez too. He was running pretty well. That car was pretty strong from what I saw in the very early first stage. Yeah, but you know what, your uh, power steering was not his best friend, and so that that kind of hurt them pretty well and that led to them not making it to the playoffs but i will say a very strong performance from from track house i might say like they really have shown out and i always will say this i'm going to continue to say it they are so swagged out i just love the swagger of that team in general you know yeah. unfortunate that that playoff run is going to come to an end but his teammate ross chastain will continue on but yeah it was a little rough for him it was a little rough for him on sunday unfortunately yeah, you know what, and it was a little rough for Kyle Larson as well, who got, uh, you know, eliminated, and, you know, so his back-to-back title chances, and at the Roval, yep. but, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there who are happy that Kyle Larson was was eliminated, but, I mean, you know, th- this this just goes to show you, after looking at the playoff standings, you know, after this, because now we're down to the, to, the, to the final eight, I should say, Kenny, you know, just like I've been saying since the beginning of the playoffs, the one guy who's still there is Joey Logano. I mean, hanging on. He look, he's he just, look, he's just he's like his team. Number. He's just like his teammate Ryan Blaney. Just you know, that's what I'm saying, just, man. They're both. They've both like, like been dude. there. Like I, I remember when Joey won his championship. He looked dominant at that time, and at, well, yeah, he during really the did. season, and then when they got to Homestead. I remember that car was the slowest in practice, and I kept telling my boss at the time, I said, man, look, I said, that car might look slow to you during practice, but I promise you that car will be lightning quick on race day. And sure enough, that car was ready for the long run. They had a great car all day going into the night, and yeah, and yeah they won that title. But yes, yeah, him and Ryan Blaney have quietly made their way <laughs> to the round of eight. And I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see it kind of boil down like that. And actually, speaking of Joey, this is a perfect segue. There's only two former champions left in the field. Now it's only Chase Elliott and Joey Logano. So we have about a 60% chance at this time that we'll get a brand new champion this season. So, you know, among the eight, it would be very, I mean, among the other six drivers, it would be very interesting to see which one of them actually ends up getting it. Now, Chase Elliott, who has had a very quietly good season, just like when he won his first championship, I felt the same way. I was like, man, he's quietly gonna get to you know get to phoenix he did and that's when he won it you know that was that but then looking at the rest who are who are left now i always like to say his full name because i I, when i learned it i was like i never would have known 
But James Dennis Hamlin, also known as Denny Hamlin, he has not won a championship yet. And to be quite frank, that is really the only thing left on his resume. He has won multiple 500s. He's won the Coke 600. He's won the Southern 500. He's won the Grand Marquis races. Now, the last thing literally on that resume of his is literally just a title. That is it. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was Denny and I won the title this year or, or next year, I'd retire right after that. I'd do the, the Nico Rosberg. Yeah, I, I'd do the yeah, Rosberg right? thing. I'd be like, look, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I, I am out. But, yes, I mean, it would be very interesting to get a brand-new champion, but we do have a, a fine shot at it, and it could be someone that's relatively young. I mean, look at William Byron. Look at Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, Christopher Bell. I mean, I guess you could still say Chase, right? Still young. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean you know, Chase. <laughs> You know what? I know Chase has been, you know, in there longer than some of the other guys, but but he could still fall under that category. Yeah, you know I get, I mean? yeah, I give him young, young, yeah, I give him young guy category still. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. So, you know, the next upcoming races are very great. I am really excited for Homestead. I am glad Homestead is back in the playoffs. I do personally wish it was still a championship because it was just perfect in my opinion. But I'm sure a lot of other fans feel the same way about that. But Either way, so yeah, it it's going to be a great last couple races here. I mean, Vegas this weekend, Homestead next weekend, Martinsville is the cutoff race, and then the grand finale at Phoenix. We actually asked you guys on Twitter, at Turners No Breaks, if you aren't following us, please do. We asked you, hey, is there, there's only two former champions left in the NASCAR playoffs. Do you think we'll have a new champion? So 63% of y'all said no. So the 63%, you guys are going with Joey or Chase. Now, for the wow. 36% that voted yes, you're looking at the rest of the field, which would, to me would be very interesting right. to see it shake down that way. So it looks like we're pretty much split you know, between who thinks what. But me personally, like I told y'all earlier, if Ryan Blaney wins that championship and doesn't win the race, for the, for the sake of it being that way and it being just that dumb, I am all for it. Let it go dumb. Let it be dumb as possible. That, yeah, man. That's my pick just for that reason and that reason only. There's no other rhyme or reason. Now, granted, he has been consistent, but still, I think that would be so crazy. <laughs> what about you, Renee? Yeah. Who do you out of these eight, who would you who would you take? If you were going to Vegas if you were going to Vegas in November and you had to make a bet on a champion, who were you picking? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I've been going with Chase Elliott this entire time. Okay. And he's still there. So, I mean, and he's still, you know, seated at the, at the number one spot, too. So, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I would stick with Chase Elliott. I mean, just because, I mean, you know, th- that's, that's you know, where I started. And I'm sticking with it. Hey, and just, I respect you it. You know, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I'm actually that confident that he's uh, going to continue hmm. on and be in the final round. Okay. But, you know, I mean, it's, you, you look at, you look at the way this whole season has gone too, Kenny. And it's just like, you know, well, h- how do you not, you know, go with maybe one of the younger drivers, you know, like William Byron or what, Ryan Blaney. I mean, even Christopher Bell for crying out yeah. loud. I mean, Jesus Christ, this kid, <laughs> this kid has been coming on strong. Yeah, very, and, very quietly. Uh, so uh, he de- he definitely might be the dark horse in this whole thing. So, Dang. but but yeah, it, I mean, if I had to pick one right now today on the spot, it, it, I would stick with Chase Elliott. You know, okay. that, that 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 would that would be my horse. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it yeah, man, it, it'll be it'll be intriguing to see how that shakes down these last couple of weeks. Which I told Renee before we got on the podcast, I said, man, I'm glad we are coasting to the very end of the season. It has been a very long one. It's been a, a good one. 
very entertaining, no doubt about it. But also in the non and in the as a matter of fact, not even the non in the entertainment side. Obviously, one of the biggest things coming up in the next year and a half or so is the new TV deal. Who is it going to be with? How much money is it going to be worth? That's more so the important thing than anything, right? Exactly. Now, the catch to that thing is there's a lot of teams who have been consulting and trying to understand the financials between NASCAR, the tracks, and the teams, which I also think is very interesting because SMI by itself has its own tracks. NASCAR owns a select amount of tracks. All the ISC venue or former ISC venues are owned by NASCAR, i.e. Daytona, Talladega, Kansas, and so forth. You get the picture if you've been following NASCAR long enough. If not, definitely Google it because <laughs> it's a lot to explain. Yeah. But either way, exactly. but either way, there are some folks on the team side that are not very happy. Now, I think they have a valid argument. So I told people I told people the same thing while I was out the track this weekend. We were talking about, you know, some of the news that had been floating around. I was like, look, the teams have every right to be like, okay, look, we are the show. The or we yeah, the teams and drivers are literally the show. I don't go to Charlotte Motor Speedway because I'm just going for the track. Like, I'm not going there to kiss the asphalt. That is not what I'm going there for. I'm going there to go see the thirty-eight drivers and some of them I've seen since I was a kid racing. That's what I'm going to go see. I'm not there for anything else. I'm aware that right. the venue is the venue, and it's cool that they host it. That's dope. However, my focus is not like, oh, man, lap one at Charlotte Motor Speedway. I'm thinking lap one, oh, my God, my driver's doing well. I'm thinking about that more than anything. They are the show, and they are a very important proponent in that. And so they are really fighting to make sure that deal has a lot more money going to them because it seems like even though – there is a good chunk of money going to the tracks. A lot of things have kind of dwindled down and or have been a little messed up. The one thing I noted the other day, president from from Charlotte Motor Speedway and SMI, Marcus Smith, he had mentioned on Twitter to the drivers about, hey, look, you know, we'll we'll let you guys park your merchandise haulers for free and you got, you guys can come outside and autograph, so that's what will get you out there. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. So... The guys who put on the show, the guys who come to, you know, the people who come to the track to buy their merch and do this, that, and the third and buy shirts and all that good stuff, die cast cars, whatever you want to name it, they got paid to right. put their haulers there. And so then you would also expect them to come out there on their dime. I mean, on their time. And matter of fact, might as well say their dime as well and then charge them. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I didn't even know they get charged for that. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You got to charge the park, they hauler. I'm like, geez, man. Look, if you want them to be out there and about, I think a lot of them are willing to do so. I think you just have to be like, it has to make monetary sense. But when the tracks get so much money and the teams don't, and there's also the looming problem of, you know, Gordon had quoted in, in the article, in the article from uh, Sports Business Journal talking about like, you know, it's been a while since HMS or Hendrick Motorsports, you guys don't know, has turned a, you know, turned a profit. And that's a problem. So, the people who yeah. are putting on this show definitely need to be the ones turning the profit. And especially as we continue to elevate and change the way this model is going to go and the people who are going to end up being over these teams. Like, think about it. Gordon in ownership, right? Former driver is, you know, he's not Rick Hendrick's age, but obviously he's the next generation of someone that can lead Hendrick Motorsports. Same thing right, with right, right. same thing with same thing with you know Denny Hamlin right at twenty three XI. It's the same uh-huh. exact thing. You know, same thing with Trackhouse and the way they're doing things. Like these new owners, they need to also be compensated correctly so that they can make sure they put on the best product possible. So yeah, it's a 
it, it is a lot to go through. Obviously, we have like another two, another year and a half before that even happens. But yeah, it is. Yeah. It's getting serious, Renee. Well, it, <laughs> and it, I can't blame him. Getting, <laughs> no, 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 no. You definitely can't. But I, I tell you what, you you can be serious about is how the rest of this playoff is gonna turn out. You know. Yeah. So you know what, Kenny? I mean, if, I, I don't. If you have, if you don't have anything else, I mean, I think we're ready for some predictions here yeah we can talk about las vegas so i guess it is time for some predictions here we go it's time for race predictions all all right well my man kenny let me have it who you got las vegas sin city second time we're going to las vegas alex bowman won in the spring Denny Hamlin won last fall, so Toyota, I think he was the first Toyota in a couple years to actually win at Las Vegas, so yeah, that was a pretty big win for him late in that playoff run for him last year, and a very great time to do so, especially very early on in the round of eight where you still have Martinsville as a closeout race, so it'll be very interesting, but for me, I am actually going to go with Ross Chastain, excuse me, Ross Chastain to get it done at Las Vegas, and then for my alternative pick, I am going to go with Ryan Blaney to actually get a win. I know I said I want him to go winless, but I definitely think he's had to speed at Las Vegas before, and I think he can definitely win. So those are my picks. I'm sticking with him. What say you? Well, Kenny, I'll make this real quick and to the point. You know what? At Las Vegas, believe it or not, I am going to go with Joey Logano. Team Penske, the number 22, is going to win this race this weekend in Las Vegas. But my alternative pick, believe it or not, I'm actually going to go with William Byron as well. So I'm going to go with William Byron as my alternative pick, but my main pick is going to be Joey Logano. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, fans of All Turns, No Breaks? If you have a pick that you think is going to win in Las Vegas this weekend, let us know. Hit us up on our in, or hit us up on our social media across the board. It's at Turns No Breaks. Again, that's at Turns No Breaks. If you love any, if you know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as we do, just as much as you do, please turn them on to All Turns No Breaks. Uh, hit them up and, and let them know about our podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. And right before I shut it down, I just want to give a shout-out to our Cowboys, who are 4-1, and one, baby. Yes, I went sir. to the game yesterday. Oh, yeah. I went to the game. I was, bro, I was at SoFi Stadium. I was way up there, and sitting up there with the with the doves on the, on the ceiling. <laughs> but you know what? Even the even the doves and the pigeons were, were rooting for the Cowboys. So it was fantastic. And let me tell you, it, it, it was just good to see, you know, Cooper Rush come out. And he didn't even really have to do much. The running game and the defense just did everything for the team. And it was just good to see the, the, the Cowboys come in and come out with a W against these Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. With that being said, for Kenny and myself, we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and breaks hey man shout out to speed season y'all know what it is stay hydrated (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in 